Ben Tripodi. Cuz. Yeah. Yes. We're here and we're going to record a podcast together. Yeah. About time. Yes, I agree. We've been trying to make this happen for a little while. A little while. But we got there. Yeah. And we've sort of talked for the last two hours before you even oh, did the podcast. We should have recorded that. We should have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very yeah, juicy. Yeah, it's probably too deep. Bit, yeah. yeah, a bit too deep, a bit too, <laughs> bit too personal, but it's good. Um, so yeah, today we are going to be talking to Ben Tripodi from Lumen Sports and Hope. Mm. So Benny, um, sorry, that's what I call you, um, <laughs> could you just uh, set the tone and just tell the listeners a little bit about what Hope is and what Lumen Sports is all about? Yeah, so we're a human performance business, um, there's a few different parts to our business, but I guess what we do as a, as a group, as a, as a company, is that we exist to build tools, both mental and physical performance tools, so that humans can be their best selves tomorrow, better than they are today. And so, driven around, well, how do you get the best out of humans? And that's across our professional sports division, which is Lumen Sports. So, we build software to analyze data so that athletes can become better and perform mm-hmm. better. We also do a cross-defense force, so we have um, yeah, defense contracts making you know, wow. uh, defense personnel better in, in their own roles. And then we obviously have Hope, which is our new brand, um, which is around more around the individual and also around corporations. So how do we make employees and workplaces perform better by yeah. making people well? And so we believe that from our work with in, in defense and sport that uh, the world's highest performing people are well people. And, yeah. Um, that's the premise of what our business is based on, and, and we're a software company, so we build software to it's amazing to analyze data and, and and hopefully give people the tools to become better. And what you have achieved in your twenty eight years, isn't it? This year? Yeah, yeah, is phenomenal. Mm, you've you. been in the paper a few times, you know, in all the mags, <laughs> and you've got your own podcast, so it's it's really amazing to we see. Do. What you've achieved. It's quite interesting. I'm mm. getting less and less geeks on that. I reckon Jack mm. and my co-host is. Secretly doing some others. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this one will, you know, anyone out there that's, that's right. interested. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk so um, the listeners can sort of have a, because we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, your perspective on um, uh, well-being and performance mm-hmm. and sort of your self-awareness around that over the last 28 years and how you've sort of come to where you're at at the moment. Mm. So just going to ask a few questions along the way and at the end um, just leave some lessons and learnings for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you first start to develop an interest in sports and nutrition? Yeah, so the, the, the nutrition thing, well, so I guess probably since I was probably 15, I started to get more involved in, I was always involved in sport, but uh, starting to get more involved in triathlon and more endurance sports and cycling and swimming and running and um, as that progressed um, I wanted to I guess do things to make myself better mm-hmm. um, and it's quite interesting to say that just then because I didn't really realize the length of what I do now compared to that yeah that was the whole reason of a lot of things that happened post school and even during school was all about well I'm interested in triathlon I want to be the best triathlete in the world so what I need to do to make myself better and I may as well learn about something that can make me better. So nutrition mm. was a part of that. Um, obviously nutrition is a major part of endurance. Did a nutrition degree um, while I was doing that, realized it probably wasn't for me. Um, probably because you can't make too much money in there. So I thought nah, I need to find something else. And I did lots of different things. I was did paramedics for a bit and I did a uh, radiography degree and then didn't really follow through that. And then, um, 
finished off with a health science degree and nutrition. So I finished off that. But then while I was at uni, I did a bunch of other things um, around sports performance and hardware and mm-hmm. making bike components and that sort of thing. And yeah, and then um, so I guess sports has always been a big part of my life. And I guess it was always I wanted to create a business or I wanted to do work and I wanted to build my career around mm. that. And I, one, actually one thing I decided when I was younger is I always would see older people, mm. you know, my dad or whatever it may be, you always like, they always talk about how good they were, how mm. good they were as athletes when they were younger, but they're no longer. And always I was like, that's such a cop-out. Like, you know, yeah. if you're that good, why don't you stay good? You know, and, and it's, as I get older, I realise that there's a lot of things in life that get in the way, but I guess what I wanted to do is create a career where I could stay fit and healthy and, and still do sport. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to be that person to say, oh, you know, work going away and life yeah. going away. And yeah, no, it's, that's pretty, probably still drives pretty me good today. reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because so now it's part of my life, you know, I have to be, I have to go for bike rides with cycling teams. I have to be able to do that. So I still have to keep up a certain mm, level of, of mm. performance. And it's so like, I mean, with this society as well, a lot of what you're talking about, you know, people go on fad diets and, mm. you know, do exercise because they want to look good. Mm. But like, if the real thing is like, um, you know, really being fit and healthy and um, focusing on performance just for the well-being of your, mm. like we were even talking about before about that preparation to be able to cope with anything that life throws at you, mm. you know, having a level head, you know, creating, um, I guess, you know, focusing on the body, I've always been a massive, like, um, avoider of the body. Mm. <laughs> so I know that I could learn a lot from you. And I'm only just started starting to come back into the mm. importance of what that looks like. But, yeah, it would be interesting just following on from that, mm. like, because this has been such a big part of your life, like health and sport on the body, I'd love for you to talk into now, like, what do you believe it means to understand your body? Mm. And what do you believe has been, um, what do you think has helped? Uh, no, sorry. How has it helped you mm. in, in terms of your mental, you know, capacity and mm. all of that? Yeah. So I'm super competitive. So part of what I do is to be good. Yeah. Um, and not, not to compete with others, but to compete with myself. Um, and look, that could be because I'm probably, you know, running away from something. I don't know, but it's, I'm always trying to better myself, whether that's running really long ways more than it's actually healthy. And, um, I actually ran an ultra marathon recently and it was just stupid. I wasn't <laughs> as prepared for it. And I just hated it. And I got to the end of that and I realized, yeah, I'm actually not super happy with what I did. Like it wasn't, I didn't get enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I achieved it. Like it's kind of interesting. So that was a weird phenomenon. First time I kind of experienced that where mm. I didn't get the satisfaction I thought I was going to get. Mm. Um, but no, no I, I exercise every single day and it's such an important part of my life And because um, I know that that's what I need to do to set myself up. Um, I also do things like, and my sister always gives me grief about this because <laughs> she thinks I've got way too much time. Um, <laughs> but I stretch before I go to bed every night for about 45 minutes and that's I amazing. exercise for, for an hour to two hours every morning. And that is for me, so that I need to perform every day. And it's not just performing at work as, as, as in my job. It's a major part of it because it's my mm. life. But in everything, like just I know I'm a happier person. I'm nicer to the barista. I'm nicer to whatever. Like if I just mm. I need to do that, then I need to eat well during the day or whatever. And I need to, I need to stretch at night and go to bed. And, and my, I sleep very well. I never have any problems with sleep. Mm. Um, 
and I'm healthy, and, and that's and I think it's it's not just even healthy, and again, it's not healthy from an appearance point of view or anything like. It's purely that's just what I need. Yes, like just to to do to to set myself up. You've started to understand your body and what it needs. Yeah, and that's you know that your body needs exercise, and you yeah. know it needs stretching. It's interesting, right? Because yeah. I know if days and stress is way easier to handle when it's. Like, you have a really stressful day and you've slept in and I've missed my workout. Mm. Oh, that stress is unbearable. It's horrible. Like, yeah. it's just way worse than it actually, actually is. Yeah. Whereas if I actually exercise the day or the next day I have the same sort of stress and I've done a good workout, I feel good about myself. Mm. It's easy. Handle it with a breeze. Like, just, yeah, cool. Wash mm. over me. Yeah, I'll figure that out. I'll sort it out. Done. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And, um, and so I've had, I've, from a very young age, I've realized that's what I need. And my anxiety is so much lower. I don't think about stuff like that. And mm. It's funny because when I start my mornings and I wake up, I wake up pretty early. And when I wake up, everything's like, I'm not a natural early person. I force myself to get up early. It's mm-hmm. hard. Whereas my wife is incredible. She's just early. Mm-hmm. Opens her eyes <laughs> at five and she's like, oh, I'm up now. Cool. Let's go on with the day. Yeah. Because I'm like snooze, snooze. And I really have to force myself to get up. But it, life sucks in the morning. Like, all your anxieties come back to you then. All the stress as you think about everything, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But after the run, everything that you're just feeling sick about, before the run, after the run, you're like, oh, mm. oh I saw that out. I'll make that cool. That should figure. Yeah. I'll yeah. got to figure that out in an hour. Mm. And everything just comes easier. So and that that positive endorphins, like understanding mm. what you need and what your body, mm. the importance of moving your body has yeah. then created that endorphin here has created blood flow mm-hmm. and then allowed you to actually do with your mental state yeah. even, easy, you know, easily. We're big on sleep mm. as well on that. So I just know that if I have a bad sleep, then everything is a bit similar. It's just overwhelmingly hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just everything is way bigger issue than it really is. Yeah. You have a good sleep. It's awesome. And so I think sleep is so underrated. And I think people... People advertise how little sleep they get as if it's like a stamp of approval. I was like, no, I have a nine hours sleep a night, <laughs> like mm. seven to nine hours a night. And if I don't, I'm like, oh man, that's bad. And yeah. I like to live tomorrow. I go to bed, I probably go to bed later now, but I probably go to bed 10, like probably, yeah, probably go to bed 9.30, wake up at 5.30, so mm. it's like eight hours. And that's what I need. And and Millie, my wife, probably sleeps longer than that. She's a big sleeper. That's what she needs a lot of function to rejuvenate. And, yeah, yeah. When people talk about how little sleep they get, I'm like, that's not impressive at all. Mm. Like, you know, don't care how busy you are. Yeah. If, you, if you're not performing well, you know, what's the point of being busy? Like, you yeah, just, so true. You may as well do what you want to do well. Yeah. Um. Then, then just do a half-assed and go through your life doing a half-assed. Totally. I don't have kids though, so. You know. Yeah, that, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I can definitely vouch for times where I've gone through periods of really being active physically mm. and moving my body and giving it the nutrients that it needs and then not doing that. Mm. And the the mentality and how my, my resilience levels and mm. my ability to be able to cope during the day, mm. um, yeah, completely. Well, I think you say resilience. My resilience mm. is low when I have mm-hmm. bad sleep and I'm not active. Yeah, and when I'm eating poorly, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't have what I need to to, to be resilient. Hmm, interesting. So, do you believe that there's actually such thing as good and bad things for your body? Um, like putting in your body, or just generally? Um, well, we'll talk about nutrients because that's yeah. sort of we're talking the topic of performance mm-hmm. and nutrients and stuff. So, well, look, I think from what I learned in my nutrition studies was. Uh, I wouldn't say really, I don't know, it's kind of irrelevant to me now. I don't really 
I don't really see. I'm not a. I generally don't believe in one way or anything for anyone. I think everyone's so individual and mm. wish everyone should be treated as, as individual. We just had that conversation, but mm. I know it works for me and I'm old enough now to understand what I feel good about and that might be not what makes other people feel good. Mm. And so I'm always, I think previously I'd probably have an opinion on a lot of things and I don't have an opinion mm. on that stuff anymore. So I try not to. That's where you've come to as a point of, yeah. there is actually not one thing for everybody because no, everybody is different. Yeah. yeah, especially when it comes to food and diet mm. because... And this is one thing I did learn when I was a nutritionist is that it's it's food, it's culture, it's personality, it's everything but just nutrients. Mm. And people pretend it's, well, you should just eat that, you should just eat that. But you have to take in someone's culture, their family, their upbringing, what they have access to. There's so much in someone's diet that is so hard to actually um, think about. And, and so a lot of when you get taught and dietitian, I'm not a dietitian, but as dietitians go through more training, half their training's about, okay, well, this person, you can't just go put them on a particular diet because mm. they would be ostracized in their family because they're not fitting in culture things anymore. And it's, mm. there's so much to it. Yeah. I think people are so black and white or, you know, you eat too much fat, you eat too much carbs, whatever. It's just a little, I don't know, whatever. If, yeah. if, it, if it works for you, I know for me, fasting is what really helps me and it's not to lose weight i just feel better yeah and um but i also know when i overdo it and so i don't generally eat until 12 or one o'clock every day yeah you know i just have coffee in the morning black coffee and that's cool but the might mm. not work for anyone else i know yeah. some people feel lightheaded from that and i don't but mm. i know when i push it too far if i get busy and forget to eat during the day it's it's you know mm. bad but i also know that i have a an, an addictive personality yeah and so and I also really enjoy food. And again, from culture, our family, mm. it's always been celebrated to show you love and care. And I, I love cooking and I love all of that because it's more than just food. It's, it's never about the food. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to to lose that. And so by fasting as well, I know that will every night at dinner, I'll eat what I want. Yeah. I'll enjoy all types of food, bad food, good food, whatever it is, as long as it's enjoyable. But I know because during the day, I've been able to tell myself, it's easy for me to tell myself, don't eat until five o'clock. Yeah. Then it is for me to go, oh, let's just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, because yeah. I won't. If, there's some, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat whatever yeah. I want, for however as much, whereas um, I can easily say to myself, don't eat today. And mm. I'll charge, well, okay, yeah, all right, I'll see if I can. Mm. And then, you know, someone will offer you a piece of cake and you're like, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, just, and I can completely black it off, whereas... Yeah. If I'm trying to watch my calories and someone asks me a piece of cake, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just have a little bit. Yeah. Before you know it, you've finished it. So that's just what works for me. It doesn't work for anyone else. And well, like it just said, sounds like maybe along your awareness journey, you've just sort of come more into knowing what's right for you. Mm. And I think there's a lot out there where people go, I've got the answer. I've got mm. the answer for you. I've got the answer for you. But it is really about coming back to the body mm-hmm. and going, actually, that person's saying that works for them. That's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll trial it for a little mm. bit. Maybe I'll see if it works for me. Yeah. And it's fine if it doesn't. Well, I think it's yeah, an interesting so. trialing. Like I think um, mm. I'm, I'm guilty of this. You, you tend to fall into your habits of this works for me. I'm not trying anything else. And so yeah. it may still work for you, but you still have to kind of you know think, oh, I, yeah, I'm willing to give that a crack as well. I know this works for me now, but that may be – because until I did that, I didn't know that worked for me. So you Absolutely. kind of mm. – you do still have to be open, but also structured, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, when you talk about, like, um, you, you said, mentioned that 
you've definitely built awareness mm. um, over time when we spoke initially. What do you, what if, do you think that you've found has been the most challenging and the most empowering when it's come mm. to all of this? Yeah, well, I think your awareness is um, the most challenging. Mm. I think it's when you when you know. I guess the most challenges, you know, if you if if you get negative emotions, and you're aware you've got negative emotions, and then it's almost the hurt of going. Oh, I thought I was better than that, and you kind mm. of because you are aware, you kind of do know that. Be like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. You know, I thought I was I was, should be better than that. Or I thought I could have outgrown that. Or when you get jealous of someone, and you're like. No, I'm not. That's not me normally. Yeah. But you, you, you kind of pick yourself up thinking, oh, I'm thinking about that because X or because I'm not, not confident in what I'm doing or um, something like that. And so I, the mental sort of side yeah. of it. Yeah, that's challenging. Yeah, look, and I think just uh, – t- okay, so one, of, so I did a, about two years of meditation probably when I was like 23, I reckon. Mm-hmm. And that was um, – that was really good because I learned a lot of skills that I now use in my daily life that allows me in situations where I'm uneasy or I'm anxious or whatever that I can calm myself and become present. And that was really good because I was during a challenging time. I think I'm convinced that every male, and I don't think males talk about this enough, but every male between the age of 25, and I've seen this, every single male goes through a life of life-changing experiences and Every male between age of 20 and 25 goes through such a, a, a huge ups and downs of emotions and question life and yourself and everything. And then once they kind of get 25, it all becomes clear to them they realise mm. they're so down. And it's so funny because it just comes so – every day I see it and I tell everyone my theory and everyone goes, oh, yeah, that happened to me when I was yeah, 23 or 24. And, and I did – you kind of just question everything. You change jobs, change careers, yeah. like – doing like it all culminates between probably leaving uni starting relationships and whatnot but it's every single male goes through that and i just think it's such a crazy time and so during that time you know i started doing more 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 meditation that sort of thing i feel like that was something that kept me grounded in a skill set that i take today Mm. um but that was yeah i'm convinced that everyone kind of goes through that but um Mm. yeah i think i think I don't, I don't really know how to answer that one. It's um, so you, you'd say that the most challenging was probably when your mind sort of started to play tricks on you, or yeah, like started to actually, so when you can't doubt. control when you can't control your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you then you found empowerment through meditation. Yeah, and yeah. in purpose. Yeah. Um, through well, yeah, through meditation, I was able to calm myself and mm-hmm. able to, I guess calm the mind and be, take a bit more power and control back. Um, um, but I think what um. I think what has really come, and this could be a masking agent, it may not have actually allowed me to get control, but I found purpose mm. um, in what I do in my life and and that just makes everything clear. The, the clarity, when, when you find your purpose, I feel like your clarity in life is it just becomes so clear. Oh, my like God. Yeah. I don't becomes... think it's a mask. I think it's actually what every person is searching for, mm. 100%. But then I worry, right, if, mm. I, don't, if I lose that purpose and then you know what happens and... And then maybe my purpose is tied too much to materialistic things or to a, to a particular thing like mm. my, on my work. You know, if that went away, you know, will I be able to find something else that brings me? I think I think with uh, entrepreneurship and and what I have mm. learned, I guess, around my own self awareness journey is 
everything is forever evolving. Mm. So even though your business right now is what it is, mm. like who's to say, just like hope has evolved, mm. Mm. you know, yeah. like you could go on a completely different tangent, Yeah, you know, get rid yeah. of the other one and then move on to a new journey. Yeah. I don't think, I think as long as you are following a purpose that gives you a reason to wake up every day, yeah. I don't think you'll ever lose the meaning. Well, it's interesting to say that because, yeah, yeah when, mm. when I see that, I go, oh, okay, yeah, there will be something. And yeah. so I have trust that there will be something else that, and, and there's a mm. few things. But I think actually one of the challenging times, I think the reason why I was, you know, going through that period of early 20s where you question everything is because I think we just mentioned that, that mindset that some people have. And some people are happy to just go the flow. Mm. I wasn't. I was always trying to chase something bigger, but I, I couldn't couldn't figure it out and I couldn't put it together in my head or how it happened there's a lot of angst with that there's a lot of frustration of oh I I don't want to do this I want to do something else but I don't know what it is and and you kind of it's really uncomfortable and then so when you find it everything's just like oh all fits in the place but it takes time to figure out and people don't figure out for ages Mm. I I know a friend that's at that stage now yeah well I think especially now that I can see it I'm on the other side of it I'm like oh that is cool like it's all pretty clear and it's all works out but you can't you can't give up on it you kind of have to keep trying Mm. to find it that may take years yeah absolutely and so would you say that just coming back to the topic of what we're talking about Mm. would you say that your relationship of understanding yourself and your body and what it Mm. needs has been a really big catalyst for how you have you came to that point i think probably the opposite i i I was like i came to the point and then uh, myself went, then I kind of, it all made sense to me. And right. I was able to look back and go, oh, okay, I probably uh, should know. So I actually, and, and so, which is bad probably for this, is I'm trying to go through a period of time because I, it's hard to grapple on anything. It's more just now that it's become more clear to me, I can look back and go, oh, yeah, okay, well, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. But mm. I was just lucky a few things came in. But something, I don't know, it's, it's something, it's not tangible. That something was drawing me to where I wanted to go, mm. to my purpose. Mm. And then when you find the purpose, then your mind can start to kick in. But it is something inside of you will always draw you there. Mm. And you have to kind of just keep feeling the uncomfort, uncomfort, the discomfort because it actually is something is inside telling you which way you need to go. And Boom. I think, you know, I don't that self awareness. I, I don't think there's a name for that. I think oh, it's I just, think, yeah, deeper connection. Mm. So I guess, and the deeper connection. There's this thing of like, um, you know, mind, body, soul mm. and the connection of that. And I, I think, it, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, but like having them all in balance mm. is really the answer, isn't it? Like mm. I think I spent so many years and so much time focusing on the spiritual side mm. of me and the, the mind. I completely deny my body mm. of what it needed. Because I was too busy focusing on that part. But then I realized over time, it's all in, all in the one. Like, it's yeah. all the same thing. Yeah. Taking care of your body is taking care of your mind. Taking yeah. care of your mind is taking care of your body. Yeah. And so on, right? Well, I absolutely agree. And I feel like, um, you know, even when you look at uh, religion, I think, is for some people a beautiful thing. And unfortunately, society has labeled it now as a bad thing. Mm. When really, people get so much solace from it and i know mm. a lot of people that really find comfort in that and yeah. that's their spiritual thing mm. other people's spiritual thing is surfing and they're spending time Boom. in nature yes and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong but that's what keeps their spiritual spiritual side going and you know mm. and they're active and no i agree it's all in like one that. 
Mm. And when they're out of sync, um, you know, you can handle that for a little bit. But if they're out of sync for too long, it's when there's a bit of chaos. And mm. you're right. It's probably interesting, right? Because I was always, during that time, I was, still, I was probably fitter than I ever was before. So in terms of my body, I was in peak physical, peak physical condition. Mm. And my mind's doing meditation. So, but I still like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not doing what, I'm, what I want to do. There's something mm-hmm. inside me still discomfort. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And then when I found that and my body and my mind was all in one, then yeah. it just clicked. And now yeah. I'm able to try to keep them in check because it all clicked and mm. I was trying to keep them in line. Whereas, yeah, you're right, it was probably the soul that wasn't, wasn't in line previously mm. and everything else was. Mm. It's really interesting, isn't mm. it? Um, I not thought about that before. It yeah. me think. Uh-huh. Yes, we can do that. <laughs> it was all the two hours before this. That's but, right. Um, and look, we could probably do a podcast for about 10 hours and yeah. still have new things to talk about. So um, so it would be really cool if you – there's just a few more questions I want to ask because I know mm. the listeners, you know, they don't have all day. No, um, no but I do. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you could speak to your 15-year-old self mm. – when when you may have not been so aware of what you're aware of now, mm. what advice would you give him? Yeah, I think just it all works out. Like I mm. think if you if you really what I think I've seen is anything I've really wanted to do has has come true or it's happened, and it's not because I've deliberately tried to do that, although it's been things I've tried to action. It's you just have a way of. I don't know. I just I so if like, he was in front of you right now, for example, mm, what just, what would you say to him? Just trust the process. Just just do it. Just go with the flow and don't yeah. worry about it not working out because it always does work out. And mm. the things that you your, the things that that you know, he's passionate about, then and he, if he's truly passionate about it, it will just happen. Yeah. Um. So don't worry about it not happening. Don't worry about having to do something that's not. And also, you know, super cliche, but you know, don't. Just do what you want to do, and yeah, again, like don't do what, don't do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do what society wants you to do. Don't. Um, oh, how old was I? Fifteen? What you were? I've been in like you're ten, nine, you're ten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking then, but no, I think <laughs> it's just it'll follow whatever. Yeah, just keep doing. Um, keep. Keep following your passion and your dreams and it will absolutely come true. And if you tell enough people about it, I think that's probably actually one advice I'd give is tell everyone your dreams and your goals. Yeah. Be so open about it. No one's going to steal them. They're yours. Mm. And who cares if people love you? They're your, your dreams and goals because opportunities come up when you tell people what you want. Oh, I like that. Mm. Opportunities come up when you tell people what you want. Well, how do people know, right? And I yeah. always say this to a lot of people when, especially in business, if someone if someone comes to me and they tell me all their goals and dreams whatever and like, that's cool now i know and you know they might some someone might go well i want to be graphic designer in sports tech so cool very niche but yeah good on you but then we may need someone to go oh actually i know a guy he's, yeah. he's good at it. he's passionate about it, so yeah why wouldn't i mm. yeah, whereas if i didn't know that i would never have thought to call that person and go yes. and do that yeah and so, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who keep quiet about their yeah. ideas in fear that, yeah, that's so true. And worse is when people feel that someone's going to steal something. No one gives a shit about <laughs> what your goals and dreams are. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everyone's thinking about their own thing. Mm. And so if you're not protecting them, no, like if you're not talking about it and passionate, excited about it, no one else is going to be passionate, excited mm. about it. And, and no one has the energy or effort to pursue 
your goals and your dreams. They're yours only, and mm. only you will feel as attached to them. As a, unless you have like a really, really amazing idea. Yeah. That no nah, one else has ever thought tell of. Tell everyone. Honestly, mm. tell everyone because no one's really going to ever execute that well because ideas, Dom does, everyone's got ideas, but the execution is the hardest thing. How true is that? Yeah. So true. And if you've got a great idea and you tell me, and I'm like, that's a great idea, I'm not passionate by it, so I'm not yeah. going to go execute on it. I might yeah. have a crack if I can make a quick buck, but you're going to, it's never going to follow through. Yeah. Or it may not be as ever as good as what it would have been if you did it. Exactly. So. Whereas if you did it, you can make it a success because you pursue, you you want to keep doing it because you're passionate about yeah. your work. It all hours in the night because mm. it's what you feel good about. Mm. Um, and um, no one's you at the end of the day, are they? No. Like even if you tried, even if we had the same idea and we executed it, mm. it'd be completely different because we're two different absolutely. people. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. People put way too much way too much importance on the idea and, and it's, it's all about execution yeah that's so true all about the execution so true mm. love it that's why i honestly don't get scared about competitors or anything because it's just they're doing their own thing they're going in one way and they're driven by someone else and sure they may still business from here but i don't know some people will like what we're doing it's going to be a little bit different exactly. and we're going to solve a little bit different solution a different problem and um we have a different you know, investors and shareholders and different staff. And mm. So we all had our own different flair on it. And if you take one idea, it can be completely different. And I guess it's whether or not you're coming from a wholesome mentality or a lack mentality. Because mm. the lack mentality is, oh, my God, I've got to be yeah. fearful that everything's going to be taken away. And the other part, the other version is very expansive. It's mm. like what, what's ready for me will come to me. Yeah. You know, what's right for me will come to me. Um, and I'm never in lack. So and there's abundance and there's lack mentality too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think abundance so the, the infinite game I always talk about is like it's infinite. Mm. You know, like it's no, there's no definitive time on anything. So yeah. your pursuit doesn't have to have a definitive time. Mm. And that's why I probably struggle with more like, oh, in five years I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Like I like that because I'm goal-orientated. I'm the same. I struggle with that. Yeah, but also <laughs> like, you know, it's it's cool as long as you're having fun and doing what you're doing you need to have structure in your life absolutely that's something i probably didn't have so i'd probably say to 15 myself make like don't be afraid of structure yeah because i hated structure when i was young yes and i always was like why is there structure it's stupid you know everyone should be free to do what they want but you can be free to do it oh you want, yeah but you need structure. you need the solid fa- and this is something i've learned as well mm-hmm. you need to have a solid foundation in order to then be free yeah because yeah. you, you, you can't it's like this um concept spiritual concept of yeah. masculine and feminine mm-hmm. a masculine trait is very someone who is healthily in control mm-hmm. who has a backing who uh, is supportive, who's fully 100% present, mm. which then allows the feminine flow to come in mm. to be free and creative and expressive. Mm. Now, if you don't have the solid foundation mm. or the masculine there to hold the feminine, it can't, it does, it's actually laws, it's a bit everywhere. Well, I agree with that so, because you think yeah. about like, okay, say that you want to make a cake for the day, that's your one goal and that's your purpose for the day. Yeah. Um, and one side is, cool, just make the cake tomorrow. So you wake up at eight, alarm goes off. Oh, I might just watch a movie first. Mm. I'm all day to do it. Oh, I might just go do that first. I'm not going to see that friend. Mm. Oh, shit, it's 10 o'clock at night. I need better go make a cake. And you quickly make a cake, you rush it, and you just yeah. do it. But your whole purpose of the day was to really enjoy the process of making cake. The next day, you're like, I'm going to set my alarm for 5 a.m. I'm going to go for a run because mm. then I'm going to read the paper. I'm going to have my coffee. Then I'm going to start to prepare yeah. the ingredients. I'm going to go to the shops. And you still prepare, okay, you have a much better experience and you do it properly and how you want it to. And you get to the end of the day, you go, oh, it was a really enjoyable day. I achieved my purpose mm-hmm. and I did it in a good way. And it's 
because you just had a structure. But you still mm-hmm. have freedom. You didn't have to bake that cake there. You could bake whatever you want. Absolutely. And so it's it's having the freedom on a long-term point of view, but I guess daily structure is, is what I'd say too. Absolutely love that. Love it. To end it, because as we know, yep, tangents are wonderful. Aren't <laughs> they? With podcasts, I always go on tangents. Yes. Yeah, people so. Um, <laughs> Let's, uh, must be a Tripodi thing, right? <laughs> um, okay, so the last question I'd love for you to answer is if you had a microphone mm. that went out to the entire world mm. and there was absolute silence for one minute and it was just your voice, mm. yeah? On this topic of what we've been talking about, what would you feel to say to the world and its people? Oh. I'm kicking my guts because there's always there's probably a handful of things that I say to everyone if they ever ask for advice. And I don't be kind, but not be kind in a fluffy, duffy way because I think sometimes you can't always be kind. Um, I think just, yeah. Uh, okay, so I think um, I think people get uh, firstly I'd probably say get rid of social media. Yeah. Um, and I'm guilty. I love social media. It's addictive. Um, but what it does, it just shines a light on the things that you don't have. Um, yep. I think live simply. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally do believe in that, but it's all about per- try to find your purpose as quickly and as early as possible. I guess don't follow the status quo. Um, and, uh, I guess do whatever you do whatever you can to become confident in yourself. And so for me, that was exercise and I became confident because I started to get good at what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed to then be able to get confidence in all of my life. And so it's, I guess, find something that you can do that will give you confidence that, um, mm-hmm. and, and then just be passionate. Actually, that's probably one thing I always say is be passionate. Just mm. how boring are unpassionate people? <laughs> like just the boy, you don't talk to them. Like, mm. Just be the most passionate person because that radiates makes other people passionate about their passions. And um, yeah, be passionate. Be the most passionate person in the room about your chosen thing, and um, and let other people be passionate about what they want to do, and don't poo-poo other people for being passionate because um, it's pretty cool when you see passionate people go around. Yeah, everyone's oh, yeah. passionate. Everyone should be passionate. That's what I'd say. Yeah, beautiful. everyone should be passionate, no matter what it is. Yeah, and as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. That's amazing advice but i'll probably message you tomorrow with a bunch of other things that yeah said, so. <laughs> can we just add that can we add yeah. that, can we add that? <laughs> um now that this has been an amazing conversation yeah and i hope it's so. valuable absolutely there's a, a bit of a few golden nuggets in there i think Is there? yeah that's good i yeah. like to waffle so that is wonderful all right well guys i hope you've gotten something out of this today um, check out uh, on there'll be links in the Facebook mm. and also if you want to reach out to me I am RFT mentoring on Instagram and on Facebook. Thanks okay. Rach. Thanks.